This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. Uh, So today is a very special episode. We have an amazing guest returning to us. We have Courtney Ostrowski. She was with us on episode 76. If you guys want to take a listen to that episode, I think that it would be monumentally helpful and I think that it would just really open your eyes and you would appreciate this episode so much more. So definitely check out episode 76, but if you haven't, keep listening. All good things. Um, Again, this is episode 90. We are so close to episode 100. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you ever want to energetically support the podcast, make sure you write, review, screenshot, share the podcast. It is so unbelievably helpful. Shop the links in my website, shop the links on the show notes all incredible and awesome ways to support. So today's a really exciting topic. We are going to be talking about human design, um, talking about different energy types and specifically relating to dating. Um, So Courtney has a ton of experience in, you know, reading people's energy types, reading their charts. She'll get into this and, you know, before you zone out already, this isn't some like woo woo type of thing. So get excited. I bet you anything if you haven't thought about these questions, then, you know, I think some of this will resonate with everybody. So let's get into it. Welcome, Courtney. How are you? Thank you for the invite and I'm so happy to be back. I'm great and I'm so excited to talk about this theme of human design and dating. I've been getting so many questions on social media about it and I think it's just a really relevant topic. So really pumped to share more. So tell us a little bit about what you do in a nutshell. Tell us about Courtney. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do a lot. (laughs) For starters, I'm a human design reader, and I have really gone down the human design rabbit hole, and um, I have found it to be so transformational in my own life, and I give readings to people that, again, is like, it's been very, very transformational. People are getting so much out of it. I think it's gaining a lot of popularity for that exact reason. It's bringing people a lot of value. So I do readings. I've got some fun projects in the making that I can't quite talk about yet, but, um, you know, be on the lookout for that. I'm also a yoga teacher. I actually teach with Eliza at Hilo, and um, I do some stuff privately and retreats and all kinds of stuff with yoga. And I am a coach. So I have, I started off as a vegan lifestyle coach. Um, my diet has shifted as has my coaching. I'm also, um, I do self-discovery coaching and um, really just love to work with people one-on-one and help them to get results and help them to um, really get to know themselves and how that translates into their business and their brand. And I'm a massage therapist. So quite the mouthful, but (laughs) all of the things that I do really fall under this umbrella of wellness and healing and um, really rising to your potential. So I feel like they all kind of work together. That's amazing. I feel like you just need a deluxe package to sell where you have like one (laughs) session of everything that you do. Wow. That's amazing. I'm your one-stop shop. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, and yeah, I, I met you, um, I met you, I mean, obviously over social media before I even met you in person, but that's just kind of the way it goes now. Um, And now we work together and you're so amazing and and Courtney's engaged. She's in the middle of a move. There's so much going on. So your time is so valuable. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And I think that when when we've talked about human design before, 
I'd love for you to just give a brief description to the listeners who maybe yeah. have never heard of human design before. Why is it relevant to everybody? How has it helped? How can it help? Absolutely. So human design is a system that's all about your energy. So whether you're into the woo-woo stuff or not, you you feel a person's energy when they walk in a room, right? You get you you get a vibe. You get you feel their energy. Um, it's something that we as humans like we have this sense of energy, and if someone's feeling really high vibe or someone's feeling really low vibe, and so human is just this system of understanding how we are all uniquely wired energetically. So when you pull up your human design chart, it's kind of like your energetic blueprint. It's your unique energy. It's how you are designed to exchange energy with the world and how, how you are designed to navigate life based on your energy. So in human design, there are five different energy types. There are manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And depending on like what type you fall into, you have a specific life strategy, um, a way of navigating life, career relationships and what I found is like the more I really step into my energy type and understanding how my energy operates I'm able to um kind of be more impactful and be more um focused I'm not leaking energy everywhere like I'm not exhausting myself doing things that are like not in the flow for me or not in alignment and um it's just opened me up to so much more energy because when I learned that I was a projector, but I was operating more like a generator, I was like, no wonder I feel so exhausted all the time. And no wonder this isn't working because I'm trying to force and initiate. And it just helped me to kind of take a step back, really focus more on me and um, letting life flow to me versus trying to force and white knuckle it and um, initiate my way through life. And what I found is I actually open myself up to greater possibilities and greater opportunities in doing so, even though I feel like in our society, we're kind of wired the opposite way. And that's a whole nother topic, but human design is the system of understanding your energy and understanding your body's intelligence and really kind of taking a break from the mind and that over analysis paralysis and that, you know, the mind that's always going and it's full of conditioning and full of bias and all of that stuff, like learning to kind of take a step out of that, the head and get into our body's wisdom. And, you know, I think when we learn to do that, we're able to cut through a lot of noise and really get authentic and really um, craft a life and a path that is fulfilling and that is aligned. And in doing so, we experience more abundance and we're more impactful and things just start to flow more easily so mm-hmm. and I, I feel like your question <laughs> you did and we're in this world where the game is just hustle grind yeah hustle mm-hmm. don't stop hustle don't quit and you know yeah. I get it I definitely do I think that that is for some people but I also think that um yeah as projectors it's a totally different world and mm-hmm. You know, obviously we could have a whole podcast just on projectors, but that's the minority to be, you know, if we're Mm -hmm. looking at the whole human design chart. So, I mean, I'd love to figure out more what, what exactly those five are Yeah, and just really get into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you mentioned projectors are, um, kind of in the minority, um, projectors and reflectors 
are different than the rest of the, like 80% of the world. We make up about 20%, reflectors about 1%. And our energy just works differently, not better, not worse. Um, but we actually, our energy works best in short bursts. And we can be incredibly productive and efficient and effective in a shorter period of time. Whereas the majority of the world works like a nine to five job or eight hours on and that just doesn't work for the projector. Um, but, you know, before I actually go down the rabbit hole of, of the projector, like you said, we could probably fill up a whole podcast of just talking about them. Um, I'll just share a, a little brief synopsis of each type, and then we can talk about how it relates to dating um, it, it later. Or would you like me to just dive into that topic right now? I think that let's explain how can people find out what they are and yeah, and then a quick synopsis of each okay. type and then we can just get into it. Love it. Perfect. So when you, if you're like, okay, and I got this question today on Instagram, someone was like, how in the heck do I figure out my human design? You can go to several different websites or platforms to find your chart. I actually prefer myhumandesign.com. And then you can go there, click discover your chart, and then you'll be guided to a place where you put in your birth information. Very, very important that you enter your birth, birth info correctly. So you'll want to know the date, the place, and the time. And it's very important that you write the time in military time. A lot of people don't do that, and they get a completely wrong chart. So it's very important that you know your exact birth time, which you can find on your birth certificate for most of us, and then enter that in military time. Um, and then that will, like, you know, populate your chart, and it will tell you what type you are, and a lot of other details that probably won't make any sense, and that's where I come in as a reader. I can help you really understand all the different specifics of your chart, but the most important part, well, really, there's three most important parts. Just knowing your type, also your strategy and authority, but those three things trump all and are, are super important, um, and I'll share them, you know, as I share the different types, so let's start with manifestors. So manifestors are here to initiate, here to get the ball rolling, here to make moves, here to start revolutions, here to be trailblazers. Manifestors have this energy that is very intense and very powerful, and they have this aura about them that either pulls people in or it kind of pushes people away. It's kind of like you love them or you hate them kind of vibe. Um, and that's part of the, the process or the life path of the manifester is to really embrace the people that love them and get them and honor them. And like, those are their people. And then the people that don't, that's cool. That's, those are not their people. Um, and their strategy in life is to initiate. So when they get, um, a hit, like an internal ping, uh, like a yes, or this intuition that's telling them, like, I really am interested in this person or this job or whatever, they have the opportunity to listen to that internal ping or hit or whatever you want to call it, this internal knowing, and then go out and initiate, like let the person know, hey, I'm interested or I'm available for that job or what have you. So again, their energy is, is it's big, it's intense, it's powerful, and they're here to use that energy to get things started, to initiate. Now, they're not the ones that are necessarily here to actually execute and bring things full through the finish line. That's where the rest of us come in. So I'll keep moving on. So Wait, then before you, have, you, before you yeah. move on, so sorry to interrupt. Yeah. 
Could you give one example of like a celebrity that is a manifester that you can think of? Yeah. um, Like John Goodman? Oh, Trump. (laughs) He's a a manifester that everybody knows. And you can, like, he's obviously intense, right? He, half the country voted for him, half the country didn't. Very much love it or hate it kind of vibe, right? Now, he's a very unique individual to use as an example because it can really trigger people in certain ways. Um, But he's an example of, of, like, intensity, initiating, like it or not. Like, that's kind of just who he is. Um, Another example that I personally love is Rachel Brayton. She goes by Yoga Girl on Instagram. She's got millions of followers. But she uses her energy and power to create charities and yoga studios and a podcast and a healthy food brand. And she's also got this intensity and fire about her. Um, and in my opinion, she's really channeling that in a positive way, which is really beautiful. Um, so those are two examples. Perfect. Cool. Love it. Um, yeah. And I'll give examples for the types. I really love that. I think it gives people like an example of something they can kind of hold on to someone really living in their design. Um, so moving on, then there are projectors. Projectors are um, kind of like the guides, the coaches, the um, directors of the world. Projectors have this aura that is very penetrating. They have this gift of really deeply seeing into the other types and seeing how they can maximize their energy and rise to their potential. They're good at guiding others. Like, you would go well here and you there and we could tweak this system and create more productivity like they're good at seeing systems and solutions and ways that we can adapt and tweak things to create more efficiency and more flow um an example of projectors um obama so you can sense like a difference in energy there um and not to get political i'm so not like a like hey we're all political but I'm not trying to bring, like, politics into it, but that's just an example that pops out to me. Um, I actually know so many projectors, but I, I don't I don't know a ton of, like, famous I mean, say no projectors. more. <laughs> Obama. You, what's that? I said say no more. I mean, yeah, that's a good he's one. Uh, he, he's great. We like... But, yeah, so um, that's an example of the, um, the projector type. And again, I'm trying to make these super short and sweet, so I'm just going to keep moving on because we've already discussed this back in our uh, episode 76. Um, For those of you that didn't hear that, that could be a good one to review, but Mm -hmm. moving right along, then we have generators and manifesting generators. There are some um, uniqueness about the two, but they both fall under the generator umbrella, and they are really here as like the builders, the creators, the people that have the sustainable life force, workforce energy and, and, and drive about them. Um, they have this like, like internal engine that's revving all the time that fuels them. And it's really important that they're channeling that energy through their work or through their creativity or even through exercise, because if they don't get it out, they're just like this ball of energy and they feel like it's like pent up inside. So it's really important for them to move and work and, and channel their creativity. Um, and the more that they do that, do that, the more their aura gets bigger and brighter and more magnetic. And so they have just this big enveloping juicy aura. And as a projector, you know, knowing our energy works very differently, 
they are the energy beings of the world. And I'm so much like, I'm so very drawn to generators and land with them. I feel like I get lit up, I get energized. Um, it's just so nice to be in the company of uh, generators and manifesting generators for that reason. Um, and an example of a generator would be Oprah. She is amazing in her element, channeling her energy through her work. People are so magnetized to her. She's, you know, doing a lot with her platform. And an example of a great uh, manifesting generator living his design would be Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins is like such a force. He's so powerful and you can't look away. And he's also, you know, generators tend to be more like loyal, committed on the straight and narrow kind of vibe. Manifesting generators are a little more all over the place, more non-linear. And Tony Robbins is a great example because he's got retreats and he's got a podcast and he writes books and he's doing this and that and business and finance. And he's just like totally in his zone, being very multi-passionate. Um, and then lastly, but not least, we have the reflectors. And reflectors are a very rare 1% of the population type. And they're the only type that's related to the moon. And all the rest of the types are related to the sun. They're called solar types. So they're leading with identity. They're shining that identity, identity outwards. Um, reflectors are a little bit different. They're not really here to lead with an identity. They're very much like chameleons of their environment or who they're around. Um, and they get really wise from that. And they're completely open in their design, which means that they are just mirrors for others. They're literally reflecting back, like, the health and wellness of the environment that they're in, um, that being their home or their workplace or their community at large. Um, they're really very much like the barometers of the health and wellness of their, their environment. So environment is very crucial for them. Um, and they're very closely related to the moon. So following the cycles of the moon is really helpful, helpful for them. Like um, noticing patterns through like every month, the cycle of the moon, the moon and um, I love that. just, yeah, so they're just, they're, their energy is more subtle. If they have like a selective uh, or sampling aura, excuse me. So they're sampling this and then they're sampling that. So if you put a reflector right next to a manifesting generator, they're going to kind of embody that for a while. But it's just, they're just like projectors. They're not meant to have that kind of energy coursing through them all the time. They need to take breaks. They need rest. And um, working in shorter bursts is actually really healthy for them as well. I was talking... Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so what? I was talking to a friend of mine. She owns a bunch of big businesses and she uses human design when she hires people and you know, she'll hire them no matter it, like if they're a good person, you know, it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to be a certain thing, but she finds it interesting because she's like, okay, maybe you would work well with this person. Maybe you would work well with this person X, Y, and Z. And she was like, I really struggle because in every one of my businesses I want to have a reflector I want to have at least one reflector yeah. so that if like they're mm -hmm. happy then I know that things are going well basically yeah and I was like damn good point I love that I really feel like that is the future of business and I've actually worked with a few businesses um in helping them from a leadership perspective understand their employees and their energy types and how they can place people where they can really maximize on their strength I mean I think it's Everyone that I've worked with has gotten a lot of value out of it, whether it's a personal reading or a group or business. And so I really do feel that we're moving in that direction, which is really freaking awesome because we're not all the same. We're all wired differently, whether you believe in human design or not, like we are all very different. And so 
when you have a better understanding of how you're wired and how, how you can protect your energy, like, things just flow better. People are happier, you know? That's the whole point, right? We want to be happier. So that's really cool to hear that she's using that. It's, as, it's so um, fascinating. place people. Yeah. Well, um, after, you know, going into the different energy types, I want to hear what our dating life should, should, or I hate the word should, but what a dating life looks like. And, you know, everyone says, Oh, Mm -hmm. like an Aries can't go with a Capricorn or, you know, all these different things that you hear that I, you know, I think are a little bit BS, but this is one that I really would love to know more about selfishly. So what, Mm -hmm. um, I know we took a poll on Instagram or you took a poll on Instagram asking for questions relating to the dating world with, uh, human design. So what, what were some of your findings? Well, it's funny that you just mentioned that because someone asked, what are the best and worst romantic matches for different human design types? So basically, like you said, like in astrology, they're like, oh, you're an Aries, you can't be with a Capricorn or whatever. Human design is not like that at all. There's no human design dogma around this type goes well with that type, that type, not at all. There's nothing about that. Yeah, which is freeing, right? Awesome. We all have the ability to make that decision for ourselves. Where human design is really helpful is it helps you, and I, again, I don't like using the word should either. I just find it helpful to know what is beneficial for you like, and how you are meant to enter into a relationship. So it's not about who you're meant to be with and, and the compatibility around types. It's just like how you are meant to enter into those relationships correctly. Um, so to answer that question, there is not a, a more compatible type for one or the other. What's important is that you get that internal knowing or that that lit up feeling or that intuitive hit that like, oh my God, I'm so interested in this person. And then you would follow your strategy to go about entering into that relationship. So I can just start with, you know, from the top if you want. Um, So say the manifestor has... Uh, every type has what we call an authority, and it's actually not related to the type. They're all very different. Just because you're a manifester doesn't mean you have the same authority as another manifester. But in human design, everyone has what we call an authority, and it's a part of your body and that is related to your inner guidance system. So for some people, it's the heart. For some people, it's the emotions. For some people, it's, it's different parts of the body. But whenever, whatever type you are, whenever you get this, this knowing in your body that's like a yes, then that is that is the moment that you would go about your strategy. And so for manifestors, when they get that inner knowing, they get a yes, they see a person that sparks them up, their strategy is to initiate. So literally all they have to do is wait for that internal guidance that's like, this is a yes, and then they can go initiate by saying, hi, I am Courtney, and I'm in town for the weekend, want to hang out, or whatever. Like they, they can just go up and initiate and that is, they actually make up 9% of the population. So they are the only people that are designed to initiate. It's very, very important to know this because I think we've been trained, if you want it, go get it. But that, that only works for the manifestor energy. If we try to do that, people are really repelled. It does not, it's just, it's just not how our energy is meant to operate. Um, so that is for manifestors specifically to go out and initiate. Now, everyone that they initiate a relationship isn't necessarily going to reciprocate, right? So, but that's okay. And again, that's part of the path of the manifestor is to know that there are people that are their people 
and there are going to be people that aren't their cup of tea, and that's okay. So to initiate is the manifestor's strategy when it where we're talking about dating or really any life like big decision or a career move. Like they are the ones that are created and designed to go out and get it and initiate and just do it. But it's limited to them. The rest of us, like the projector, for instance, we are not designed to go and initiate. When that happens, we actually are met with a lot of resistance. I've found this out the hard way. And before I even had the language of human design, I I kind of noticed that. Like, I, I didn't, I don't know. It, the things that I tried to force never worked. And it was like such a waste of energy. So for the projector, the correct way for a projector to enter into a relationship is to be invited. So rather than trying to go and initiate, initiate a relationship or throw yourself at someone um, or push yourself onto someone or your agenda, it's like better to focus on you, do all the things that light you up and focus on your zone of genius, your skill set, your energy, and then you become super attractive and super magnetic to other people and then you're going to start to get those invitations. And an invitation could look like, I'll use myself as an example, um, and my fiance. So I'm a projector. He's a projector. He didn't know anything about human design before we got together, but um, we actually had like a mutual friend who's actually kind of more of an acquaintance to me. But I wrote a post on Instagram, and this is where I think the projectors sometimes get discouraged. They're like, I just have to sit back and wait on an invitation? Like, lame or boring but you don't have to sit back and do nothing you can tell people who you are what you want what you're about like share like educate that those are all really great practices so that's what I did on the last time I was on your podcast I talked about how I did a man cleanse and was single for a while mm-hmm. well when I was ready to date again I put it out there I shouted it from the rooftops I was like hello world here I am I'm ready to date I'm opening up my heart you know, and I'm, I'm, I feel that 2020 is my year. Like I'm going to, I'm going to meet my person. And like a week or two later, an acquaintance on Instagram DM'd me and she was like, I know this guy. Like, I think you would really hit it off with him. I'd love to introduce you if you're open to it. So that was her inviting me to meet my now fiance, Rye. And it was just like the perfect like it was the perfect way for us to correctly enter a relationship she invited him to meet me invited me to meet him in the meanwhile I wasn't doing nothing I was focusing on me and I was sharing what I wanted and I was focusing on my career so it wasn't like I was just doing nothing I was doing the work internally that needed to be done to magnetize the correct partner so I think that's really important for all the types to know other than I mean this goes for manifestors too, but all the types that have to wait in some regard, know that you're not just sitting back twiddling your thumbs on your couch. Like you're doing the internal work um, so that you are your, your, your best self. Right. And then knowing like when someone's in their element, living their best life, like lit up by, by their life and who they are and what they're doing, you, you can't help but look away. They're, they're more magnetic, more attractive. So just, I like to reassure people that, you don't have to be reaching outside of yourself. You don't have to be initiating unless you're a manifester. Like, like things will come to you. Let life flow to you. Trust, have patience. It's all good. Like, like just chill. <laughs> um, and I get it. A lot of, I actually got, um, while we're on the topic of projectors, I'll share. Um, I got a couple. 
couple of questions about being a projector and not understanding how to date during COVID, but then not wanting to be single or to go on dating apps. And I get it. Times are odd and, and uncertain, and we don't have, like, a toolbox for these times because it's new, you know? So I think that it really does require getting creative, but I think that knowing that, like, hey, if dating apps don't align with you, it's all good. There are plenty of ways that you can meet someone. And I don't think dating apps are against any strategy in human design. I think that if it lights you up, if you get that internal yes, go for it. If it doesn't, then don't. But there's a lot of ways that you can meet people. I mean, you might get that internal hit of like, gosh, I'm craving a taco. And so you go to your taco spot and then the man of your dreams is sitting at the bar, right? It's like you are being guided all the time. If you were to just listen to your own internal guidance system, you know, it's guiding you everywhere you go. And it's like, that can be a way that you're guided to your next partner or your next relationship. Also putting it out there like I did, there's no harm in sharing who you are, what you do, what you want. That's totally okay. It's, it's, there's a different energy in sharing versus soliciting, right? So we want to share. That's how we, we let the world know what we're up to and what we want. It's not like being a, a, a salesy or yeah. a, a like a car salesman or sleazy or soliciting, you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought thought the exact same thing. I was like, I have been single for a little while. Like, I've had flings, but I wasn't like, I want something super serious or anything like that. I was just like, you know, I'm ready to, like, have a real connection with someone. And I Mm -hmm. was so against the dating apps. I downloaded it and re-downloaded it 50 different times. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I have no desire to do this. I felt not mm-hmm. just sleazy, but I was like, I just feel like I meet so many amazing people that, like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. And one night I just said, like, screw it, and I filled out a profile. But the great thing about it was is that it wasn't saying, you know, seeking children and marriage, you know, in five years. It wasn't mm-hmm. saying anything like that. It just said, this is what I do. This is my profession. I live here, and I like to paddleboard. You know, little things like that. Yeah. And and I think that yeah. that in turn, allows a lot of opening without you having to do a whole lot. Like, guys, they kind of have to do mm-hmm. most of that work. But I felt like mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting invitations from that. Met so many nice people. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's weird and there is a stigma, but I think that if you do it the right way and if you don't take it too seriously, if you don't take yourself too yeah. seriously, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, what great medicine for all of us, right, to not take ourselves too seriously. I think that that is, like, the best advice ever and I love your approach like you didn't take it too seriously you didn't it wasn't like you thought your future was dependent on this app right it's like put yourself out there and see what happens and also know like tell your friends and family you're interested do you know anybody like you know like there's so many ways to meet people that does not require the traditional way of going about it whether it's you know online dating or meeting someone from your hometown, like, that you end totally. up with, like, there's just, we have to kind of open our minds up to meeting people in all kinds of places, so, um, so, yeah, hopefully that answers their question about dating and COVID, and, um, they don't like apps, there's, you know, plenty, work, working out, you know, putting your, yourself in places where, you know, I know it's limited with social distancing and all, but, you know, putting yourself out there the best you can. Maybe it's online. Maybe it's just sharing with friends and family. Um, maybe it's being open and friendly to people at the grocery store. Like, you really have no yes. idea where you might meet someone really cool. 
Go rent a paddle board. You can stay away from yeah. people. I completely think that there are a million places mm-hmm. to go because chances are if, you know, if people, if people are feeling that way, other people are feeling that way, you know? So. Yeah, totally. And I, that actually, I, I, I might veer off from human design a little bit, but I think it's really important to also share, like, how important mindset is. Like, if you're going around telling yourself, there are no guys in Charleston, or the dating scene sucks in Charleston, da 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 you are, in, you're like, it's planting that seed that the dating scene sucks, and every time you repeat it, it's like a weed that gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and you're blocking the potential to meet someone by reaffirming that every time you say it. And so that's something I'm really, really big on is language and the power and the vibration of our words. And if you're trying to, you know, start off right off the bat saying the dating scene sucks, you're not going to have much help or you're not going to have much luck, right? Because it's like you're already setting yourself up for failure by being negative about it, you know? Yeah, and like, you know, they they called it like the ants, the A-N-T-S or A-N-T. It was like... It was, like, automatic negative thoughts. What are the automatic negative yes. thoughts? Like, what do you think? And then let's try and think of what are the, what is it, what are the first three things that are good that come after that, you know? So yeah. easy little yeah. tiny transitions, but it's so clear yeah. how negative it is. I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. And, you know, even if you're a projector stuck in quarantine, think of me as an example. I met someone because someone introduced me through a DM on Instagram. Like, what are the chances, you know? Um but mindset is really important. And also I think just owning your own worth and value, you know, if you don't set a high standard for yourself, your value, your worthiness, it's not going to attract someone that sees that in you either. You know what I mean? So I think doing again, that work on yourself, focusing your energy inward, being really proud of yourself and really confident from the inside out is really going to also be reflected in the people that you meet and the people that are interested in you. You know, I feel like right now it's just like, especially if you're trying to date, it's, it's not time to play small, right? Like, like let yourself be seen, live large, like do the work that you need to do to build your confidence and to, um, build that self-worth. And, you know, I think that that's also really important when we're talking about dating, but anyway, I'll get back on track with, um, generators and manifesting generators. So those two types are both considered a generator type. So they have the same strategy. So, the correct way for them to navigate life in the dating scene is to respond. So they don't need like a real formal invitation. For me, the invitation doesn't have to be like super formal, but it's still a pretty clear invitation. For the generators and the manifesting generators to respond, it's a little less formal. And it's, I like to think of it as like popcorn. Things are happening all the time, all around them for them to respond to. For instance, the generator gets, or here's about a party that's happening. And they get that inner knowing, like, yes, I want to go to this party. So they respond. They go to the party. Then they get to the party. And someone's trying to chat them up. They're not feeling that person. It's a no. So they respond with a polite no. They go over, you know, to the bar. Someone offers them a drink. They get a yes. They say yes. They're responding. They see someone across the party. And they're like, wow, super cute person. And that person looks and smiles. So go respond. Say hello. It's just. It's just like you're constantly responding to things in your environment that are lighting you up. You're getting that internal guidance system of of, this is a yes, and that's guiding you. Thinking of those things that you're responding to like divine breadcrumbs. They're they're guiding you, and they're, you know, you might think it's something small, but 
it's a it's a yes or it's a no. And depending on what path you take, you know, it can lead you in totally different directions. So they're responding to people and things and circumstances and and opportunities versus going out and trying to initiate. So is that clear? I feel like sometimes this one's the most simple, but it's sometimes the most like misunderstood so I feel one. Like, I feel like this is just a personal need because I just think differently. Would you be able to, yeah. okay, say we're in Charleston, down at a bar, mm-hmm. if you were to be a fly on the wall and you saw mm-hmm. a, a manifester, or, I mean a, a generator or a manifesting generator on one side of the room, what would that interaction look like when they're, you know, just by themselves at the bar and then they see someone mm-hmm. they're interested in, like what would that look like? Not from start to finish, but definitely from start. Like what would that look like? Well, you know, I think that, Say they just want to be social, right? And they walk in a generator, manifesting generator, walk into a bar. It sounds like <laughs> this is a joke, but it's not being serious. They're walking into the bar. It's okay. Again, like I said with for the projector, you can make friends. You can say hello. You can share who you are and what you do. But when it comes to you trying to go out on a date, rather than initiate, say hello. See if you get that internal knowing that's a yes. See if the other person is giving you some signs that makes you feel like they're on the same page. And if you do, you know, you can respond accordingly. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Versus, yes. versus like seeing them across the bar, walking up to them and being like, you need my number. <laughs> you know? Um, I feel like that would like, be a manifester. Yeah. That would be the manifester. And the manifester only. And, um. So yeah, that would be the generator in the MG is to like, just to respond, even like responding to feedback that you're getting, responding to like, I don't know. It's just like, it's literally anything under the sun. It's like that you're responding to that is guiding you. Um, and that's just, that's your life strategy as a generator or a manifesting generator. So, um, moving along, then we have the reflectors which are, I mentioned before, the that 1%, the lunar types, and they're the ones that are very connected to the phases of the moon, and they have a very different design than the rest of us. They're completely open, and because of this, they really, really, really need to take their time. That is the most important thing for the reflector. Because they're completely open, and they're very much like the chameleon of like their environment or who they're around, it's easy for the reflector to become like to take on someone's identity because they know that the person they're interested in would really like that person. You know what I mean? But it's maybe not very authentic. So it's like they need to really sit with themselves and get to know the person and, and see if that person really truly sees them for who they are, not for who they're being a chameleon to, right? Or not, you know what I mean? It's like it takes time for that process to happen and that like unfolding to happen. So they are, their strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle, which is 28 days. So jumping, yeah, jumping into relationships for them is not a good idea. Like they really cannot be rushed, um, into any big decision. That's not healthy for them. Um, they need to take their time and they need to, you know, like really marinate in the environment that they're in or that energy that they're in and really like, feel it out. Does it feel right? Is this authentic? 
you know, it's just, it's a process for them. They need to take their time. But in the interim, right, they could still be having fun, doing that inner work, putting themselves out there, saying hello, right? But they're very much like the projector where they need to be, like, invited. They're not here to initiate. Um, but whereas they, with maybe they, a projector, the projector will more so know kind of right off the bat, like, intuitively? Mm-hmm. You know, it's different. So projectors, some of us have an authority that's an in-the-moment knowing. We know right now I have that authority. What's your authority? I'm, I think that's me. You're I'm okay, we're Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're the same. We're in the moment. Like, if I get an invitation, actually... I know immediately. It's But I can't yeah. describe it. Yeah, it's more of a feeling. It's an experience. Um, it's not, like, a logical thing. And that's a big part of human design is, you know, our mind is a great tool. We need it full of knowledge and facts and information. But when it comes to making decisions based off of our mind, especially with dating, that can be really harmful because maybe – we have a checklist that we got from our mom. And so we're in our mind, well, does this fit? Does he fit the checklist? And maybe our body is like, I really am attracted to this person. Holy shit. But our mind is like, he doesn't have the checklist. So next, it's like the mind is full of bias. It's full of our beliefs based on our experience and our limited lens of perception so it's really best to get the head out of the way when we're dating and really get honest with our bodies and what our bodies telling us the body never lies and it's like our bodies are so much more evolved it's almost like the mind hasn't quite caught up yet yeah and if we would just listen to our body for the um for the generator and the manifesting generator it's all about their gut the gut and that gut feeling that instinct that Gut intelligence is so important. For the projector, it's usually more about intuition. Um, And, you know, it it varies person to person. Not every person has um, the same authority just because they're the same type. But, you know, it's really important that you do figure out what is my inner guidance system? What part of my body is that related to? And really get to know how it talks to you. Because some people get like a very visceral, physical sensation and that's really helpful because then you know, okay, my body is talking to me. I need to listen. Like, let's turn off the noise and just be real with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that, that's always going to guide you with dating or making any kind of big decision. And I think a lot of us, we have, you know, like not listened to ourselves and we felt the repercussion or we've dealt with the consequences of that, right? So I love to um, really encourage people to like, Go back in time and take an inventory of times in your life where you trusted your body, your gut, your intuition, and how it turned out, even if it didn't make logical sense, you Because know? if you think about it like this, let's say no matter what type you are, you know, Karen is dating John, or who knows, Karen is dating Molly, who cares? Karen yeah. is dating someone. Yeah. Karen is dating someone, <laughs> and Karen, all of Karen's friends are like, I don't know what it is about this guy. I don't like him for you. I don't, like, I don't have a good feeling Mm -hmm. about this. Red flag, red flag, red flag. But Karen's, like, blind by love. You know, you never know. So you can't really explain Mm -hmm. what about this person is giving you red flags, but you can basically almost Mm -hmm. guarantee that Karen is going to end up either getting hurt or something's going to go wrong. And you know that that's just not, it's Mm -hmm. it's just not the right thing. It's not the right flow. So I think that um, no matter even where it's coming from, like, if something is not magnetic and it's not in flow, there will be red flags yeah. even if they show up in different places. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. as a projector, I feel like I can pick up on those things and people's energies from across the room. And even if they think that yeah. all is good, they might not ever admit it, but I'm like, something's off. 
something's off right there. I can't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that you have that awareness because some people, a lot of people actually, I think, will step that down and they've stepped it down for so many years that they've lost touch with their own intelligence, their own inner guidance, right? And they're just based on the mind. And, you know, again, the mind is practical and it's helpful, but we have to really reconnect to that source inside of us that's always guiding us that is just this knowing. It doesn't make logical sense. It's not even something that's tangible, but it's like, you just know. And it's like, again, yeah, I think like you said, it's something we have to learn to trust and it's very, very powerful. Um, And so I definitely just recommend people really getting in touch with themselves and um, even practices that help you to get out of your head and into your body. For me, like yoga, breath work, getting out in nature, putting my phone away for a while, like, like just like turning off the noise you know what I mean I have a question Um, meditation is also great whatever it is for you that allows you to connect to your body and um kind of get out of the head for a little bit Mm -hmm. so helpful so with that if someone is in a relationship and all is good let's say the guy knows that he's x y and z human design he knows Mm -hmm. he's this energy type Um, And he wants to get his person more involved with their energy type. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that there are going to be a lot of people who listen to this or who listen to the other episode that we have together. And they'll say, God, this is so awesome, but I don't know how to approach my partner with, you know, wanting them Mm -hmm. to learn more about me. Because the more they learn about Mm -hmm. the other person, the more they're going to learn about themselves. And I just feel like it's it's such an amazing, deep-rooted way to connect and respect. And... Mm -hmm. um, how would you, if someone comes to you and says, how do I get my boyfriend or how do I get my, my best friend or my husband or wife, whoever, to get on board or understand their human yeah. design, you know, where would people start with that conversation? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it comes from a really great place of, like, wanting to connect more deeply. And I don't think that, I don't believe in, like, proselytizing. I don't believe in, like, you need to learn about human design and, and go look up your type and like yeah. kind of pushing people. You know what I mean? I think that you have to, I think the best way is to lead by example and to share how it's impacted your life for the better and how it's been transformative and how it's been helpful. And hopefully that will pique their interest. Right. I, I think it can be helpful even for you to like, just be, just ask, like, are you interested in this? Want to look up your chart? Like, I think it could be fun. And then seeing where that takes you. But ultimately, I don't think that, I don't think it's right to try to expect someone else to be on, on your page or, like, to get them on board for human design. I really think it needs to come from within them or it's not really going to land and it might create more resistance. And that being said, I think it is very helpful for people in, in relationships to understand each other's energy and their inner workings and how they operate. You know, like, for instance, one person, I actually know, I have a friend of mine who's married, and she is a person that makes decisions in the moment. Right now, she knows what to go. Her husband is the opposite. He has to take his sweet time and really marinate on it. And, like, her just understanding that one difference that they have has allowed her to offer him much more patience and compassion about him needing to make, or make decisions that take a little bit longer. And so I think, like, just knowing little things like that, even if your partner isn't on board, just knowing like, okay, I need to give him a little more time and space to make decisions. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm not going to rush him. Yeah. That can be really helpful. You I know? think that's beautiful. Um, and also knowing, yeah, and I think also knowing like 
if you're a projector and you're dating a generator, like, I feel like some generators might be like, you're being lazy or like, you know, not understanding how your energy works. So I think it gives us a great language to understand each other and how we work differently. Again, one is not better or worse. It's just different. And when we understand our differences, I feel like there can be more acceptance there mm-hmm. and then more of a, like a conversation. Um, and so I feel like to answer your question again, like I don't believe in proselytizing human design and like pushing it on others. And I think it's a great tool. So leading by example maybe teasing it, putting it out there, seeing if people are um, picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. I, I don't, I've actually never like shared it with someone and they were like, no, 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 not into it. Like usually people are a little open-minded and some people it really clicks for them and some people it doesn't. And then I've had some people that it didn't click for a long time. And all of a sudden they're like super fans and want to know everything. Totally. So it's just like, we really have to, we have to respect everyone's timeline and where they're at in life. And, um, and it's it also like, helpful. I mean, that's what I even say with vegetables or plant-based, yeah. plant-dominant mm-hmm. eating. It's like, I can't mm-hmm. make you eat. I can I can only meet you where you are in your, not even journey, yeah. but like, if this is how you think mm-hmm. it's going to be forever, that's fine. I can, I can still just like cook a bunch of food. I don't have to force you to eat it. If you want to try it, that's great. You know, yeah, exactly. or I can talk about how great my conference calls are or how much energy I have, all these different things. But I, mm-hmm. you know, until they make that conscious decision on their own to yeah. get involved. Okay. I love that. I think and, it's great. Well, and to your point, I think um, a lot of projectors, because we can see others' energy in a unique way that no other types can, we have this deep desire to help. We want to help people. We want that. Like, we're like, we know it would be helpful if you ate more vegetables or like tried human design, but like no unsolicited advice. On the same page. Yeah, and no one likes unsolicited advice, and I, that is actually a thing, a projector thing. We get this label of, like, being bossy or being a know-it-all or giving unsolicited advice, and it really repels people. It, may, it creates a lot of resistance because people don't – no one likes unsolicited advice. So it's like, even though it's coming from a good place, it's well-intended, it, it usually doesn't land that well. So, again, leading by example – sharing versus pushing it on someone, you know, just being mindful of that because, again, it's just kind of a projective thing. It, again, we yeah. want to help, but sometimes um, we just have to be respectful of, like, you know, being invited to share our opinion or being invited totally. to, yeah, share what we're up to or whatever. Well, um, again, I don't want to take so much more of your time, but before we wrap things up, I kind of want to know yeah. just – Spitfire, what are two of your top dating tips in general? Okay. It doesn't even have to do with human design. <laughs> That's so funny because I'm like the serial monogamous. I don't feel like I have a ton of dating experience, but I will say the mindset is so, so crucial. Like having an open mind, not setting yourself up for failure by just being like the dating pool sucks in Charleston. Like I just hear that so often and I'm like, I just feel like that's, it's crippling people, right? It's like, it's pulling them. It's very, it's like a very low vibe thing. So getting your head right, you know, like really having an open mind when it comes to meeting people and, um, and knowing that just meeting someone, even if they're not the perfect person, like they might, you might gain some kind of 
wisdom from that experience that is super helpful for you down the road. Or maybe you get a really good friend out of it, you know, like just taking the pressure off and having fun and not being so rigid about it, I think is, is a really good idea. Cause I think there's a lot of conditioning in society around you need a partner. And when you're ex, you know, when you're this old, you need to have this and that. And it just like, puts a lot of pressure on people. So people start to scramble and then they get needy and no one wants needy energy. You know, it's like, yeah, we, we have to learn to like, take, like, take it, like, don't take yourself so seriously, like you said, and have fun with it. Get your head right, you know, really work on mindset, work on yourself. I mean, I'm giving more tips than two, but, um, but all of that stuff, I that's think beautiful. Is, is helpful. Well, mm-hmm. um, I love this. I think we need to get I think we need a third podcast at some point. So um, there's it's just so, so much yeah. to go into. And I think that I really just implore you guys to listen to the episode before this with Courtney. It is going to, it'll open your eyes to so many things that you never realized. Go on to my human design. Is it myhumandesign.com? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get, check it out. Make sure, text your mom, text your dad, figure out your birth certificate, what time of day you were born find out what energy type you are. Um, and before Courtney, I let you go, give us a little bit of, um, what you have in the works, where can people find you and, um, you know, pimp yourself out. Yeah, cool. Thank you for the opportunity. So right now I'm available for one-on-one readings and, um, I, like I said, I've got like a little project in the making. Um, it's, it's not like set in stone, so I, I can't share it quite yet, but it will probably look like some kind of like six week course with like zoom calls or, you know, maybe a workbook, but something along the lines where I can get kind of a group together to go down the rabbit hole of human design. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Courtney one zero eight and Courtney is spelled C O R T N E Y. And, um, I share everything on there from there. You can find my website, my newsletter. Um, what else? I feel like that's it. That's perfect. Pretty simple. (laughs) And you guys, I mean, everything she posts is, you can take some little bit of value from it. It's never just this BS fluff stuff. It's all gorgeous, but it leaves you with value and you feel better having read it. So make sure you follow Courtney. I'll tag her in the show notes. Um, And I did a human design reading with her and it kind of changed my life. So I've, plan on booking another one with you soon. So definitely, mm-hmm. definitely recommend it. And if you do make sure you mention that you found it on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. let her know that you were listening. So, um, and, and I'll actually, for people that listen to the podcast for the next, like the, like for a week after the podcast airs, I'll honor uh, $15 off of a reading. If they mention your name. Oh. Just as a little incentive for your people. You're awesome. Well, um, I'm going to put that in the show notes, Yay. too. I'll post that in the Hotter cool. Than Health Instagram page with all of this information. Thank you guys so much for listening. Courtney, thank you so much for being here. You're be- beautiful and amazing and so brilliant. <laughs> thank you so much. It was so fun. Well, we will talk to you soon. Oh.